Luke chapter 19, verses 28 through 48. When he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. And as he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it. And he said, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side, and they'll tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. And he entered the temple and he began to drive out those who sold, saying to them, It is written, my house will be a house of prayer, that you have, but you have made it a den of robbers. And, this and his was teaching daily in the temple. The chief priest, the scribes, the principal men of the people were seeking to destroy him, but they did not find anything they could do for all the people were hanging on his words. Hmm. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What an awesome phrase to end on. The people oh, were hanging on his words. So good. Man, so this is a this is an awesome awesome passage today. Absolutely. We uh you know, we yesterday we kind of saw this contrast between the sinners like Zacchaeus who are ready for a new kingdom, who are ready to let down theirs. Mm -hmm. And then uh the people who thought that they were in the kingdom but actually hated the king and end up being cast out and, and slaughtered in that parable and what better way to enter into the triumphal entry amen and jesus weeping over jerusalem mm -hmm. jesus cleansing the temple um you know the triumphal uh triumphant entry it's a uh, it's straight from it's a fulfillment of Zechariah 9 rejoice greatly O, da o daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you. Righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'll cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem. And, and it's all this just amazing. He shall speak peace to the nations. So that's, that's a part of this prophecy. He shall speak peace to the nations. And we've just seen you know, this story and this parable that shows Jesus reaching out and sifting out the, you know, the contaminants from the people of Israel and then reaching out and bringing 
um, the outsiders in. And so, uh, and then we have another prophecy fulfilled is Jesus cleanses, or it's less of a prophecy fulfilled, but you know, he, he cites Isaiah 56, my house shall be a house of prayer for all peoples. Um, and so a lot of old Testament going on, a lot of epic Jesus as King moments going on. Thomas, what are your thoughts on these passages? These passages, they're just, um, they're, they're just so important in our Christian faith. Um, but they also, uh, they also may not get all of the study that they deserve. Excuse me. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> Man, bless you. All, right. all of our listeners bless you, Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. I received that. <laughs> um, but like you said, the reason some of them don't get as much study as they deserve is because we don't necessarily understand the Old Testament context. So yeah. I really appreciate you bringing up, hey, there's a lot of prophecy that's happening. This is not just Jesus finding an animal to ride on. This is not just Jesus getting upset that the temple is out of whack. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not just Jesus having an emotional moment over Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. This this has all been in God's plan for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so, the the triumphal entry um, is is incredible, but it's also also misunderstood. If you look in in verse thirty eight, um, it says, "Saying, blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory to, in the highest." And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your disciples. What we, I mean, you know what we normally would say here, they, we would say Hosanna. Mm-hmm. Now, how in the world, Will, can you on one Sunday say Hosanna <laughs> and then on Friday hang that guy on a cross to kill him? Yeah. How does that happen? And not getting what you want. Man, what they were saying was actually, I don't know if, if a lot of people know this, what they were saying was actually a crucifiable offense. They had a rally, in essence, in downtown Atlanta to overthrow the government. Oof. And when they were saying, Hosanna, some, I am sure, were worshiping. But it seems like the majority, because of what happens just five short days later, the majority were saying, down with the Romans. Mm. Praise God down with the Romans. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said Hoshana or Hosanna or glory to God in the highest, what you were saying is down with the Romans, up with our leaders. This is the guy that's going to take you people down. Yeah. So that's what this moment is. This Palm Sunday, on one hand, they, they are cheering for the right guy, but they're cheering for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, uh, Hushana, it basically means like save us, yeah. or rescue us. And yeah. so, um, and, and it's kind of like a funny word, which I'd be interested to talk to like more of a scholar about this. Um, but it, it, it is a title for the Lord, but like not in the same way that like Emmanuel is or like a lot of the names, you, you know, and here where we see it, being used in, like the triumphal entry and other uh, accounts, um, they're, you know, they're they're basically saying, "Save us, rescue us," and uh, and like you said, like there was probably some worship in there, but I think a lot of it was like this very like earthly, like, "Come on, let's get this kingdom going." Yeah, totally. And you know, I think the how do you get from that to like crucifying this guy within the matter of a week? Well, Jesus goes in, he weeps over the city, mm-hmm. 
and then he immediately disrupts the economy. And when you mess with the economy, you know, people get real mad real fast. Like, and like, that's the thing today. Like, I mean, even, you know, not to just get into stuff, but I mean, there are like pastors and preachers who I've known, like, like I, I will know somebody like loves and thinks really highly of this pastor. That guy says one thing that like disrupts their political or economic thing. And like immediately everything that they have to say is, is out the window and, oh, yeah. and like condemnable. And so that's what we see with Jesus here. Like he, he comes in, he disrupts the economy. He calls the temple, their beloved place of worship, a den of robbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we see the public favor quickly, quickly diminish. Yeah. He, um, when he let's just back up to the weeps over Jerusalem before he clears that temple when he weeps over Jerusalem I heard a guy say this a while back a guy who's um, learned a lot from his teachings it's affected my teachings and uh, and he said you know Jesus there's only two times that are recorded that Jesus cried Hmm. and obviously we know the first one it's the shortest verse in the book of John right and Jesus wept Mm -hmm. and that's over Lazarus so we have that Jesus wept in in the book of John, and it says here that he wept over Jerusalem. Hmm. Now, the interesting thing is, in English it's the same word, but in Greek there's two different words that are used. Hmm. In English, it's he wept and he wept. Yeah. But in Greek, when he weeps over his friend Lazarus, it's a soft cry. Hmm. It's that like tear coming down the face and he is sad Mm -hmm. this word for weep in luke 1941 is basically to sob over yeah it's like that like not to make this lighthearted, but it is like that ugly cry yeah it's like that like he is crying yeah he is broken over this city because his whole ministry he has tried to say I am Messiah. I am God in the flesh. Stop making up other gods. Stop Mm. making me something else. Stop looking for something else. It's me. It's me. It's me. And we do the same thing. We make Jesus in our own image. Yeah. And he is in the image of God. He is God in the flesh, but we make him into our own image and we miss him. Mm. And he's weeping over this whole city because he said, you missed me. Mm. You missed me, you missed me, you missed me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and in this cleansing of the temple, as we sort of begin to close out, um, we really see the heart of Christ's mission. And I think you can wrap it up pretty shortly, which, you know, the heart of Christ's mission is creating access to God. That's right. And why is he furious? Like, why do we see this this mm-hmm. outpouring of rage? Yeah, they have obscured. They've put obstacles in the way of people's access to God. This place was supposed to be a house of prayer for all nations. You know, like uh, Jason preached about several weeks ago for uh, our reach the world emphasis in the Old Testament. There was this. You know, he's the word centrifugal, which you know in science it's like everything. It's like this gravitational pull towards the middle. Yeah, you know, the temple was supposed to be this. Uh, centrifugal 
uh, place where all the nations would come mm -hmm. and worship. And they have screwed it up so bad and perverted it so badly that basically only corrupt and desperate uh, Israelite people want to worship there. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it angers him so deeply. And, and, you know, I, I think this is important too, because people will use this passage from Luke or the other gospels where Jesus cleanses the temple as like justification for their own like political or theological rage. Oh, yeah. And it's just a good heart check of like, are you mad because you like disagree or because you see like, this is people perverting the word of God and creating obstacles that don't exist between God and man. And that's just yeah. like so important to see. Jesus isn't just like mad, you know, he's not just given to fits of rage. No, not at all. He, he is, people have blocked access to God. Yeah. The whole court of money. Yeah, the whole court of the Gentiles has been cut off. So only Jews can get in. The whole court of the Gentiles has been cut off at the temple. And Jesus is like, you missed me again. Yeah. You, you made this thing all about what you wanted to make it. Yeah. And I think as we kind of wrap up today, the these, these folks in the temple that came to hear Jesus were hanging on his every word. Mm -hmm. They wanted to know the real Jesus. They didn't come saying, I want to make him into what I want to make him into. Yeah. The people that put him in the cross said he just didn't fit our mold. Yeah. And Absolutely. I, I think as we, as we reflect on the ministry of Jesus, the gospel of Luke, we have to say, Lord, am I making you into what I want you to be? Or am I receiving you for who you are? Mm. Yeah. Amen. Well, some great words for today from um, the book of Luke, from Zechariah, from Isaiah. So, for Thomas Nelson, this is Will Carlisle, and we surely hope to see you tomorrow on Our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.